Good morning and welcome back to the Virtual Rec Room for Back of the Cereal Box. I am your host this morning, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. And this morning, we've got a lot of fun for you, especially our review and opinions about the classic Saturday morning cartoon, Fang Face. And you'll want to stick around to the end for a very special cover reveal of a brand new book from yours truly. And we are going to get to that right after this. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi's Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean, Elvis Presley and he still the king. Some things are only imitatable, you can't beat an original. Thank you for joining us in the virtual rec room. Please welcome my co-host. She is the queen of hopeful simplicity, the one, the only, Melissa Stetcher. No. (laughs) Hi. Melissa, everyone may know us, they may not. So tell everyone who you are, what you do, and what your pop culture passion is. Yes, sir. Good morning. I am Melissa. I am the owner and creator of Hopeful Simplicity, where I get to help people achieve a less stressed lifestyle by focusing just 15 minutes a day on organizing. You can see I was redoing my kitchen, so I have even got like some leftover containers right there because <laughs> they go into that closet. I'm like, oh, effort, no. But my fandoms expand. My tops would be like, I love, obviously, Harry Potter. Um, I am a massive Funko-specific collector with over 200 in my collection. Really? You collect Funko? You know, it is too early for this. I I wouldn't know that by watching you on camera. I don't want to talk to you anymore. But I love you. I love you more. Let's welcome in our official co-host. She's going to body slam you with laughter. It is from Brooklyn, New York, Ivy Roman. Hey. (laughs) What's up, guys? Good morning. Tell everybody. I love that. I need to put that in my bio. Body slam me with laughter. That was dope. (laughs) Absolutely. It's what I do. You're welcome. Tell everybody who you are, what you are, what your pop culture passion is. Good morning, guys. I'm Ivy Roman, professional wrestler, comedian, and my fandom is anything Vampire Diaries, True Blood, um, and any animation. <laughs> and X-Men? And X-Men, obviously. Storm? Obviously. Storm. Listen. Storm is number one. Storm is number one. You you posted those uh, that that video of you walking in those storm oh lettos. Mm-hmm. Did your Instagram blow up after that? Yeah. Did you um, get marriage proposals? No, no. Um, I got some weird comments. Uh, 
that imagine I, that i got some weird comments because uh, I, I i never showcase fashion like that um but my friend angie she is an amazing artist um her fandom is obviously every, everything anime comic books and she made those shoes for me her her big idea was she wanted to give me something unique that nobody had of Storm. And she made me custom heels. And I've had them for like seven years. <laughs> it, they're, they're awesome. They were epic. Yeah, hey, they hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to be like Charlotte Flair and wrestle in the Storm Lettos. No, I'm good. Mm-mm. You catch I, me some boots. <laughs> I don't know how they do that. But anyway. Hey. We have got to address a major question first thing this morning. Where in the world is co-host Debarty? And she just sent me a message. We had this conversation yesterday. We had a little bit of a snowstorm late last night. About three inches of snow in Middle Tennessee, but not enough to cancel her photography gig. So she is on her way to do a photography gig, as is the Boys of Noise, Mr. Sean Connors. They are both out on location this morning, so they will not be with us. But that's so awesome. I think he is uh, disappointed that Sean's not here. He was going to pop up and see if he got the video that we sent him of the, I don't even know, Resident Evil. Oh, yeah, because he just got the game. And he doesn't even know it. It's hilarious. Well, he's super cool. So, I mean. <laughs> he's a good kid. So, if you guys are looking down in the green room, we've got a very special guest joining us. This is the second Saturday of the month. And going forward, every second Saturday of the month, we're going to have a very special co-host, Mr. Drew Milden of Drew versus the World. Good morning, Drew. Uh, hey, good morning. You know, when you did that, you know what went through my head? Iron Fist. No. You are the last dragon. You possess the power of the glow. Does everyone know this reference or only no. Drew? No. <laughs> no. You don't know it, Drew? Nope. Oh! <gasps> We're going to have to talk about that. We're going to have to correct that in a minute. But before we do that, we got very, very, very special urgent business because also in the uh, in the green room, joining us in the virtual rec room this morning are my publishers, Holly and Stephen of Seventh Star Press. Good morning, Holly and Stephen. Good morning, all. Good morning, everyone. How are you guys this morning? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. We're awake. I'm awake, which is unusual yeah. for this time of day. I said only for you, yeah. John Pica. Well, I appreciate that because we've got something very, very special to share with all of our viewers. And uh, do you want to cue this up, Stephen? Cue this up? Okay. What, what would you like me to, to, to do, John? We're going to do a cover reveal for yes, we are. Tales of the Decoverse Volume 2 which is uh, my novella series with Seventh Star Press. Ooh. Any, yes. Anything you want to say about this, Stephen, Holly? 
Well, it's going to be a fantastic release, and uh, this one will be coming out in both print and ebook editions in April, so not too much longer. And we're excited to reveal the new cover art today, and uh, with you here. Wait, I just heard. I just got new information. I didn't know it was coming out in print as well. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. How see, see, we're full of surprises. There's even how exciting. Well, is everyone ready to see the cover? Um, yeah, duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get a drum roll. <laughs> Ta-da! Oh, oh my God. God. Wow, that is amazing. One Night at the Roxy. Tales of the Deco. The guy on there looks familiar. I know. <laughs> you would think you know him or something. Well, yeah, about 150 pounds heavier. Look, I, I have I have no neckline in that picture. That is your before. That is your well, before. That, that is the character of Big Daddy Cool. So that 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 is uh, yes, I was the model, and uh, that was the character that I played for twenty years, and uh, this story spun out of that stage performance that stage production and uh it is being published by seventh star press that is amazing so excited so excited and got, that, got some good it was vampire day the other day and we got some good vampire nazis in here so you know, right. did you see it was vampire day the other day i i did and i was looking for my old teeth because i actually had fangs and i couldn't find them i don't know where they went but i i love it it's it's always been a true passion of mine i always if if i had a choice i would definitely be a vampire oh that, definitely be that's funny that you say that because i'm definitely on the I was leaning towards the werewolf side when I was younger, but vampire sounds like the way to go. More regal, more elegant, more like prestigious. In Not the these vampires. Maybe so. a tribrid. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a tribrid. I'll be a tribrid. Be- I'll be like Hope these, Michelson. Cool. these vampires on the cover are vampire Nazis. So who's the young lady behind you, uh, Johnny? That is Lana Lamore. She's gorgeous. And the artist or the uh, the actress, the model is um she she is actually also a professional wrestler. Ella um, De La Vega. And I she, knew she looked familiar. She wrestles in in the Michigan area. She I was she down familiar. here in Tennessee and um she was my magic assistant for about 3 years. And we we did a duo act, and then she found a fella, and like people do, she moved to Michigan. But um, we were in the NWA together. Ivy. Oh, that is awesome. I was I was nice. a manager playing Big Daddy Cool Johnny Della Rocca, and I had Della Rocca's Syndicate of Pain. No, no, it was the Chicago Chicago Pain Syndicate was what the name of it was. There was an easy one there, Delaracas, Maracas. That's it sells itself. But go ahead. (laughs) You're fired, Drew. (laughs) (laughs) So Steven, can you can you read the uh, the blurb on this? Do you have it in front of you? Oh, I don't have the blurb in front of me at the moment, but I can get it I can get it real quickly. 
I can do it really quickly. All right, let's do that. We got it. While you're doing yes, that, we got a couple of yes, comments. Yes, I can. <laughs> Cindy Kep says, "Woohoo!" Good and morning, Cindy. Good Dick morning. Mattingly says, Seventh Star doesn't do books halfway. Of course, it will be in print." Well, thank you, Dave. Hello. And Dave Mattingly says, "John's too roxy for his shirt." To okay. his oh shirt, so I got it, John. Yeah, it hurts. He's singing. Jen W hey, is, is watching. To, uh, says, Knight "Morning, Knight, guys. Hey, Drew. Hey, Jen. Hey, Jen. All right. Well, she was hidden, but now she's not. Um, we'll get rid of the logo so Melissa isn't hidden behind the the oh, logo. Thank you." I signed um, in on the wrong thing today. Otherwise, I would have done it myself. But I'm like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa's trying to hide low-key. She's like, just me and right, my coffee. Just, just me and my coffee. <laughs> fall out of the chair that way. Oh, Let's see if we have any more comments while Steven's pulling up this blurb. I think um, you've got it ready when you are, John. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to pop that cover back on and... Go, Stephen. Okay. Chicago Holovisor reporter Penny Lane has been kidnapped and is being held for ransom by Chicago's most infamous villain, Dr. Diablo. With Chicago's masked heroes on a secret mission in Europe, it's up to Big Daddy Cool and his superpowered showgirls, the bombshell kittens, to stop Dr. Diablo and save Chicago's most beloved reporter from the machinations of the madman. However, Behind the scenes, there's another threat, a greater evil lurking, pulling all the strings and seeking universal domination. Mobsters, vampires, Nazis, showgirls, masked vigilantes, high stakes adventure in an, in an alternate decopunk history. That is oh, awesome. that's really good. Oh, can I want to read it, it now? Sounds, that sounds awesome. <laughs> really does. I, I, I wrote that part. Machination. I had to look that up. I had to look up machination. I was like, "What is that?" True. Words. That was great. That was awesome. I'm using that tomorrow. So this will release. Uh, is it April eighth? Yes. Yeah, I believe that was the release date. Yes. And it oh, will be available awesome. on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold. So the yep. question really is, how can people get a signed copy yeah, of I a printed see. version of from the official John Pica? The best way to do that is going to be to attend an event where I am at. I will have copies that I will be able to sign and send to you. But the best way is to come to a live event where I'm going to be, like... For example, Imaginarium in July. And uh, Holly, tell everyone about Imaginarium 2022, <laughs> not 2014. <laughs> no, I've got one for every year. <laughs> well, if you are a creative, you want to be at Imaginarium. We, we host over... 100, usually around 125, 130-ish panels and workshops on all areas and genres of creative writing. We have an international film festival. We, uh, we have gaming that'll go on the whole weekend. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 
July 8th through the 10th this year at Holiday Inn East in Louisville, Kentucky. And this will be our ninth year. So this is exciting. Ellen Dotlow is our guest of honor this year. And she's a phenomenal, well-renowned um, anthology editor. And uh, we're yeah, pretty excited about having Ellen. Yeah, this will be her first time to Imaginarium. And of course, John will be there. I keep John pretty busy that weekend. He's going to do some uh, performing and and he'll probably, uh, yeah, he'll definitely get in on some panels, workshops. He'll be jumping on and and he's. I think you're going to do the podcast that Saturday morning, aren't you? That's right. Yep. That's right. I got to convince Melissa to take the uh, two-hour drive south to Louisville to it. join me on stage. It's worth it. Yeah, it, yeah. it definitely is worth it. And we also time. have an expo and we have a cosplay with a costume contest. Yep. With a full ball and everything. So, yeah, it's fantastic. It's a great, great, great weekend. Uh, you definitely want to do Imaginarium. Well, Stephen and Holly, thank you guys so much for being on. Um, you're welcome to stay as long as you want. I know you've got uh, stuff to do today. It's uh, a busy Saturday for publishers. So if you want to stay, you can. If you need to jump off, I'm not going to be offended. Um, we love you guys. And uh, once again, One Night at the Roxy, available April 8th. Dun, dun, Check dun. it out, everybody. That cover looks like, disappointed. like it's from I'm, Chicago, the musical where she's like got the lights mm, and like singing Roxy. And I'm like, wow, yeah. that's weird. I love that's that. Last Chicago. And if you want half price, you just... Go to DrewVersusTheWorld.com and I half price, and I'm signing John's name on my on his book. So it's fine. <laughs> there you go, Johnny. Will you have a copy early enough to bring when we go karaoke? I'm just saying that needs to happen. Well, we will, I will talk to Holly and Stephen about that. <laughs> See what we can do. Yeah. But I've Indianapolis. got an eye appointment here about ten, so I'm going to have all right. To- off here, but all right, we'll let you guys jump off. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye, have a good one. Have a good one. Bye bye. We'll talk to you guys later. Woohoo! How exciting! Congratulations, congratulations, buddy. April 8th, yeah. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we get to get to our regularly first day with my new tongue. Regular that's a hard word to say, regularly. 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 regularly, 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 you have regularly. to like move regularly. your lips regularly. We get back to our regularly <laughs> scheduled program. We are called back of the cereal box, Melissa. Why? I'm gonna move today. I think I broke Drew again. I break Drew every time I'm random. Because we are of a fandom, I'm not going to say age because because I'm too pretty to be my age, um, that we did not have these fun things. Oh, I'm sorry. These fun things. Oh. We had the <laughs> on the back of the cereal box and watched cartoons and stretched and put your hand in there to, and then fought with your siblings and squirrel. That's right. We are all about celebrating the fun of the Saturday mornings of our youth while surviving adulthood. Do do you like that blurb? I do like that. I love it. That's good. 
You're welcome. It's what I do. Are we um, like Destiny's Child because we're survivors of adulthood because we actually like cool stuff? I don't think I, I think you're too old for that, um, Ivy. <laughs> no, she's she's a baby. There, I turned Ivy's, my head up so my hair will ran. Ivy's, I think, a year older than me. I, well, you're both youngins. Or they're younger, and you can tell yeah. how old I am because I said youngins. Um, so I we, say I say youngins, and I'm an aunt, Johnny. I, I listen. I think that word is like gets adopted by each generation. Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, I like I said last week. I am at an age where I think in my head everybody's the same age that I am. Can I so, get that yet, Drew? I'm just saying, I need that. What? 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 Need what? I need that, that mug. That, that oh, the, the mug. Oh, oh okay. We're, I even know I told people. you guys you should have created bowls of handle um, cups already. But anyway. We, we have them. Bowls of handles? Yeah. Where is it at, Johnny? If you go to backofthecerealbox.fun, there is a link at the top of the page to get the merch. Yep. And, dun, dun, dun. Uh, that was a little cue up for you, Johnny. Yeah, so we've <laughs> got to ask the most important question of the day. Every Saturday morning, <laughs> we've got to ask, what's in the bowl because Saturday mornings are all about enjoying delicious breakfast cereal. And you guys, I got to go back to the well on tricks. See what happened was last week I had the bowl of tricks and you remember I said it tasted a little bit funny. Lemony. Yeah. And I thought that (laughs) At first, I thought, well, maybe the milk is a little bit spoiled. But then I thought, no, it tastes more like the lemon cereal. I was like, I think I'm just tasting the lemon cereal really strong. And then Monday was National Cereal Day. And on National Cereal Day, I started to queue up to do an Instagram reel. And I got the milk out and I poured it into my Frosted Flakes. And it came out as cottage cheese. So, Uh, Ivy, you were right. The milk Saturday morning was definitely spoiled. The milk's gone bad. And, and it was um, bad, bad, bad. Because two days later, it was all chunky. And, (laughs) but are you, are you okay though? Because that's, yeah, no, I didn't feel, I didn't have any, any side effects. I didn't get sick. Here's but, the thing about uh, Johnny, I realized you use the m- most small amount of milk I've ever seen a person put in a thing of cereal. No, this I've, one I used a little bit more than usual. Yeah, but I, I, I don't I don't like it to get yeah. super soggy. I like it to stay uh crisp, but but just to have enough to yeah. I don't know. That's a question. That's for. a question for fans is do they like their bowl filled up? Or do they like the splash of milk? Because I like a fold of bowl, like to the top, like it's milk, like it's soup. Right, and Melissa? that is a question: Is cereal soup? It's We're back. not so, doing this again. It's back. It's back. I am. I am going to give tricks another try, and we'll see. Well, you do that. I'm going to present my case why I need that mug, Drew, because I have back of the cereal box. Ooh. Wait, wait, wait. There's more. But wait, there's more. I oh, have. Wow. More podcast friends, Chris and Amanda. Ooh. And oh, I love that. today, more podcast friends, Coffee with Carrie. Oh, oh my so God. I feel I like okay. a Drew versus the world will just round out my fun. Send me your information. 
send me your information and we'll figure that out. Okay. Just like, uh, you know, I'm waiting for something else that I, that I won, but I'm not going to. Go ahead, Johnny. That with good fresh milk, Trix is delicious. <laughs> it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, Ivy, what do you got kids. this morning? I saw you Pouring enjoying away. something. I have my Ooh, pops. Yes. So have and you gotten addicted to the pops and coffee? Yes, it tastes so good. It's like just the way it melts, like uh, it doesn't get soggy, but the way it like just condenses, it's like little bites of like cereal and coffee all together. And it's so good. Oh, yes. I love and her bowl pops. with a handle. We need to get you a back of the cereal box bowl with a handle. But you need to make bowls with literal handles. Like, I don't know how we can make this happen. We'll talk I, about I, it. Yeah, I, bowls, I got an idea. I got an idea. Handles. <laughs> Sells itself. Yeah, <laughs> I you think know, I know someone who can handle that. Mm. That could work. Like you could do like a ramen bowl size because then it's a mom size mug. Yes, and then it's the right shape ish, but it still holds this stuff. Sorry, we got all new ramen bowls like last week or whatever because they're hilarious and they're all like different fandoms. So <laughs> that's what happened in the in our. In our place, sorry. Ro- ramen bowls. I'm not familiar with that term. Ramen, like the food ramen. Ramen. Like the ramen. Ramen. Yeah, ramen. ramen. Yeah, ramen. Yeah. And it comes with the, the sticks. Not I Batman said- sidekick. Not Batman sidekick. Yeah, yeah. I thought you said ramen. <laughs> yeah, like Batman sidekick. I was like, <laughs> is this like a nest? Is it? Did you turn your aids on today, Johnny, or are those like battery charged? <laughs> so Drew. <laughs> What do you have in your bowl this morning? I don't know if I could talk now. This <laughs> the monarchy up here, over here is a uh, chop off your head. Oh, it oh. is it is a uh, it is a, a benevolent dictatorship on this show. So I have uh, um, in my Drew the World mug. I have uh, four sig <laughs> four sigmatic coffee. Um, if you go to Drew the World, enter on DVSW at checkout for Four Sigmatic, you get 10% off your order. But um, Four Sigmatic Coffee. Are, you, are uh, you pimping your sponsors on our show? They're not sponsors. I'm affiliated. Um, but um, the other thing that we have um, here is uh, I love, love, love. This is the cereal. I couldn't get Oops All Berries, so I just got Crunch Berries. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a respectable choice right there. Yes, that is a respectable choice. And uh, they actually have stuff on the back, Johnny. So there's, if you can see here, there's find the tree that matches. Um, then there's the don't be a square. You got to take turns drawing one line and connecting um, the dots without no diagonals. And they have a little fun thing here. There are at least 12 words you can create out the word Crunchberry. How many can you figure out? Um, it's pretty cool. Listen. That is pretty cool. Quaker Oats. <laughs> Produces Captain Crunch, and they have maintained that back of the cereal box fun and style, and I love that. I want to commend Quaker Oats for doing that, and it's on all of their cereals, but especially Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch is all about fun and games, and I love that they have maintained that. There's even a real deal Parker Brothers Captain Crunch board game out there that Mm -hmm. I have got to track down. I've got to find it, but I'll, I think I found so it at. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with this um, 
it's basically a comic book store, a music store called uh, Fifth and Charles, Second and Charles. Um, we have one here in Charlotte. It's huge. It's like almost the size of like a Ross. And okay. it just has nothing but like comic books, games, music, and things like that. So I'll take a look next time I go in there. That's in Charlotte? Yeah, in Charlotte. There's a, they have stuff around the um, city. So you might find one in Kentucky, too, if you go out there. But I'll, I actually got my a couple of my new loot things from there. But we'll go to that later. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I've got a list of road trips that I want to take this year. And Charlotte is at the top of them. No, I've been dying to go to Charlotte. I was gonna, I was gonna say, Drew. I kind of don't like you at the moment because you live in the place where I really want to be. <laughs> New York is cool, but I love. Well, Charlotte. listen, it's about the same distance from New York to Charlotte as it is Nashville to Charlotte. So that is, is a it? great. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a lot closer to New York than you think. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be a fun little meetup. Yeah. Middle yeah. of the road. Yeah. I would be wanna, so down for that. If you want to party, come come the yeah. universe of the world. Well, and what would be great is if we if we could meet in Charlotte and do a road trip from there and end up we'll go from Charlotte all up through Indianapolis, Melissa. We'll pick up Melissa in Indianapolis. We'll go on up to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We'll pick up Kelly Gettner, and then we'll head across through Chicago, my hometown, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and then end up back in Brooklyn, New York. And that could happen with the help of our viewers and listeners. How could they do that, Melissa? Ivy wants to go to Charlotte, so that just kind of got her out there. But they can do that by going to buymeacoffee.com. Backslash stereo box pod. I'm gonna get kicked out again today. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You missed. You missed the first part. Ivy and me meet Drew in Charlotte. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we start the road trip there. Sorry, I'm only on cup one. I mean, me too. From me, I'm on cup one too. It's, it's, I showed it's, up. I feel it. But with Shut listener, you want me to take the test too? But with <laughs> listener and viewer support. They could help us make that road trip a reality. Oh, that would be so much fun. And, and then we get a little graphic. At Starbucks. Get a little graphic of the um the back of the Sierra tour bus as it goes to different states. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. And get it sells it, get, itself. Get the tour bus sponsored. Oh my gosh! And then you can put like the map on a back of a cereal box. I have an idea. Let's talk about this off Our here. tour map could be like. You could like pop out like the cutout of the bus could be like the and you place it where we're at. You place yeah. it where we're at. Or like like the trick yes. cereal yeah, game like where yeah. you put yeah. the uh cereal on on the thing mm-hmm. until you you know get to the end. This I don't know if you saw this last week, Drew. You have seven moves yeah. to use shapes from the box to get to the end. I love that idea. That's I would so have cool. it back of the cereal box bus Funko Pop. Like it's not one of my collections, but I feel like uh, that's one I could have, even if it's like a Funko keychain. See, I don't. I only have like one Funko Pop, and that's the silver like uh, Wolverine 
Uh, there's a running, yeah, there's a running joke on that. Um, so whenever we were on the road and if I would get hurt or something, I would heal so fast that they used to call me Silver Queen Wolverine. So as a joke, they got it for me. So that's the only one I have. But if we, if there was a back to the cereal box one, that would definitely be my next one. What? That that should be your uh your your like byline. The Silver Queen Wolverine, Ivy Roman. That's so long. <laughs> no, it sounds so good coming from Brooklyn, New York, weighing in. At 105 pounds, the Silver Queen Wolverine, Ivy Roman. So tonight we're going to have the Silver Wolverine go down into the pit of death, and we're going to go in, and we're going to touch down, down, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny. I when, when when did you when when did I tell you I was from Brooklyn, New York? You got the wrong B. I've been letting you slide because it sounds I'm not too far from there right now. Oh, wait, are you in the Bronx? Um, BX baby. I'm I am a, so sorry. I My just, apologies. No, I work I work in Brooklyn. I think that's where you got it confused because okay. I I live in Queens, work in Brooklyn, but I'm from the Bronx. Maybe you should just on. say New York. Yeah. BBC. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> no, wait, no, not that one. I used the wrong letter. <laughs> oh, and I get kicked out seriously. Ivy, that show is on a different website. See after hours. <laughs> Did we break Ivy? I meant to say BBQ. <laughs> See, like, Bronx, you can't Brooklyn, take it. Queen. You can take it back. There's no changing it. I know. All right. Hello, so world. we got comments from, from folks. <laughs> uh, what's in their bowl? And Melissa, do you just have coffee this morning? I just have coffee this morning. All right. Um, <laughs> She's Tommy, like, <laughs> I mean, hey, it is what it is. Um, Tommy B. Smith says, we only have corn checks around here. I hope that's acceptable. <coughs> yes, it's ex- acceptable. Yeah. I love corn checks, actually. I like eating it dry, like mm-hmm. yeah. right out of the box. And and Tommy B. Smith says, I'm having a cup of dark roast coffee at the moment. What kind Enjoy. of coffee are you drinking, Melissa? Uh, empty cup coffee. Oh, so, I had uh, a medium roast with a peppermint cream. So so where where's uh where's coffee boy? Latte boy. Okay, so I've got friends coming over right after this. We're gonna do a Lego sort. So I have a big um French press already ready to go because they're bringing donuts. <laughs> ooh. So Lego I'm gonna wait. Sort. I, ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, so he's doing a custom build and we've got mm. like Okay, so this is not going to shock anybody, but years ago, Isaac ran his mouth. So one of his punishments was sort your Legos by color. And so that system just kind of stuck. So now we've got like a blue box and a brown box. and a, So he's doing a custom build. So I'm like, come on over. We'll just pull out from the pieces you need. Nice. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. That awesome. sounds like so much fun. <laughs> Sandra Noel says waffle crisp on tap this morning. I love Waffle Crisp. And after she mentioned it last week, I went looking for it. I can't find it anywhere around me in middle. So she's out in Dixon. I might have to make a drive out to Dixon, Tennessee. 
I know way too much about our viewers. Um, and Cindy Kep <laughs> says today in uh, in her neck of the woods, it was cheesy grits. Oh, I love cheesy oh, grits. Love, so good. love, love. And Dave Mattingly says the milk went bad. How <laughs> dare he? <laughs> This guy. I love this guy. I love Dave. I love Dave. Shout out to Dave. And and Tommy is with me. Enough to dampen the cereal, but not an excessive mm. amount. See, I was looking for the word to use, dampen. That's the right word because I did not want to use the word moist. Ooh. Mm. Cindy Kep used to have giant-sized <laughs> coffee mugs that were curved, so they looked like a bowl with a handle. Yeah, that's what we need to find. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. Um, and Dave Mattingly says, I have the Monster Cereal card game. Yeah, I do, too. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. I do, too. That's what we played Monday after uh, enjoying cereal on C- National Cereal Day. And you know what is great with the uh, Monster Cereal card game? You don't have to worry about curdled milk. Yeah, you don't. Chunky <laughs> cottage cheese milk, Melissa. Yeah. You don't have to worry One about any of that. One step from blue cheese. Did you yeah. look at the expiration date? Yeah, it was. It had expired two days earlier, but that's I the sell by date. Like this might taste funny, but you just kept eating it. Like well, because it was the sell by date. It, the mm-hmm. sell by date. That's the date that they have to sell it off the shelves, not the date that it is supposed to spoil. Why do you mm. think they want to sell it off the shelves by that date? Yeah. Oh, Sean just added <laughs> Charlotte to Virginia Beach. Yes. Oh, my God. We start in Charlotte. We go to Virginia Beach, pick him up. Then, you know what? Virgi- beach time, we're just going to have to maybe swing down through Florida Gulf Shores area, Huntsville, go to the deep, and then up to Indianapolis. So, Melissa, you might just have to come meet us in Charlotte instead of us picking you up. So that would be mm-hmm. good. And <clears throat> Ivy, talking about your uh, Freudian slip, Sean, the boys of noise who is watching, says... I'm so scared. <laughs> Boom, chicken. Wow, wow. Okay. I'm going to definitely DM Sean later and be like, um, my bad. <laughs> So, before, (laughs) I got to ask you, Ivy, did you see, this was crazy, last night on SmackDown, Mm. did you see Big E get Mm -hmm. his neck broken? Speaking of healing and injuries? So, I was, um, it was girls night last night, so I missed SmackDown, but I saw the news and I saw his video of him saying that he broke his neck and, um, I... He is the only, he is such a soft soul, and he literally said, "My neck's just broken. I'm alright. It's gonna be fine." And I'm just like, "You're like this could be like career ending sometimes, like depending how bad it is." Well, the and, good news was he could move all of his hands and toes up. and fingers, yeah. so hopefully it's not that bad. And the dude does have that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say just like he's a monster. So yeah, yeah. So Ivy, you probably know like through like wrestling and um martial arts and things like that, like the the muscles around your neck helps prevent that type of like serious injury. So the mm-hmm. the less muscles you have. So I was I was happy that it was him 
that got it, quote unquote, because he has all those stability muscles in his neck mm-hmm. that help them out. But again, like the Bret Hart's of the world, the Stone Cold's of the world, it can be career ending. Um, and I hope he doesn't have any nerve damage. That's the bad thing. That's about- the biggest one. Yeah, yeah. that's the that's the biggest one because that's, you know you have the nerves that is connected down to you know the membrane, the base of the, and just shoots down and just mm-hmm. the response time for the entire body. Yep. So like in a situation like that, like it can go either way. But the fact that he can move and he's speaking yes. and he's you know he's able to hold up his phone mm-hmm. like from a high like place for where he was in the hospital bed. It just shows that, you know, I, we all hope he gets better. We all hope he, you know, heals and, you know, it, it sucks. But he, his workouts also condition his smallest muscles. Like his trainer helps him condition those small muscles that a lot of people miss when working out. So I feel like if anyone that could recover from this and come back stronger than ever is him. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, James Scott from Across the Pond Sports Network says, love seeing you all live. Hey, James. And, yeah, ouchie, that's going to hurt. Who will win, WWE or AEW? Uh, That's a whole other show, James. That's all, yeah. Can I I put my two cents in on that? If you say WWE, we're kicking you (laughs) off. So (laughs) what is going to happen is that AEW, just like they they did, Vince McMahon is letting AEW get big. He's going to keep on letting them get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then he's going to be like, hey, Khan, here's $30 billion or here's $100 million. I want your, I want your organization. Take it and that's it. You can be executive producer, but WWE owns it. And you can still go on and do whatever craziness you and do. And get but- royalties for the rest of your life. So he's like, he's like. I'm just he's I think he's just waiting for it's same similar to the way he did with ACW because he could have brought ACW a long time ago, but he let it mm-hmm. get bigger and bigger, create stars like Rhino and mm-hmm. Tommy Dreamer and all those people, and then just brought it up and was like gobble 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 gobble. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> so guys, this is crazy. It's already 15 to to the top oh, of the goodness. hour, and we gotta talk about the next most important thing on a Saturday morning. After you pour the cereal, you had to reach into the box, down into the cereal, and pull out what? A new toy. (laughs) An empty box, because I have an older brother. (laughs) (laughs) It is time for new loot. My favorite part. This is Drew's favorite section. And, um... Melissa, do you guys play Love Letter? No. I went to Huntsville Comic Con, and I got Jabba's Palace. This is a Love Letter game, and uh, I'm going to open it on air. It comes in this beautiful velvet pouch with Jabba's Palace on the front. And I was hoping you had played it so that you could explain to me why I find it so difficult to understand the rules. But... The goal is to win these tokens, which are the affection of the princess, and in this case, the affection of Princess Leia. And uh, it's a card game. Very small card deck, uh, and it's supposed to go super fast. Last time I tried to play Love Letter, I couldn't understand the instructions at all. And the instructions are just a small little book. But, But they were using 
very I, I don't know. Um maybe maybe four years later it will make more sense to me. But uh this was a gift from my buddy Blake Wilson when we went to Huntsville Comic Con last weekend. If you guys were watching the show, you know that I jumped out of here and rushed down to Huntsville and had a phenomenal time. And you can see the uh, video on back of the cereal box dot fun. See the entire recap of the trip, including my interview with comic book legend Mike Grell, the artist of Warlord and John Sable Freelance and Green Arrow and Green Lantern with Denny mm-hmm. O'Neill. So awesome time. Love letter. The game. It looks like, it looks like a it does. It does. I was going to say that. What was that? It looks like a crown royal bag. It is kind of like a crown royal bag, but a very small crown royal bag for children. Shut up. Shut up. Shut All right. Fire not taken. You got new loot. You've been waiting all week for this. Yes, yes, yes. I have so much stuff, but I'm just going to make it very simple right now. So. I don't know if you see it or you're available to have the um, Amazon treasure truck. So Amazon does this thing that it just sends you like text messages. It used to be the treasure truck used to be live. You used to go, have to go to it and find it in your city. But now they just send you text messages. You can buy it online. So what I like to do is they have specialty pins that come out. And every time the pin comes out, I just automatically get it. So the first one I had, and I saw this in my box, I was like, I have to show Johnny and, and crew. But the first one when um, Hawkeye and Avengers came out, I have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier pins, three-piece that pin is set. So cool! Um, and then, of course, since I'm a Spider-Man stan, um, I got oh, wow. Spider-Man No Way Home pins. So you got Doctor Strange. You got the reversed um, Spider-Man suit, and then you got the old um, Peter Parker suit here, and then the two logos. So that's, that's my new pretty one. awesome. I keep them in box because yeah, mine as you should. Yeah, see, I'm I'm an out of a. Oh, I'm wearing one of my new loots. This this uh, got this hat at Huntsville Comic Con. The hat is fly. I was thinking I was my looking Mandalorian at it. Hat to go along with my Mandalorian onesie. This is now officially my casual cosplay. Yeah. For, for cons. It's no, it's comfy co- cosplay. Ooh. Comfy. Comfy. Yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. Can we, yeah. can we trademark that? Let's trademark that. Melissa uh, I don't know if we can. It may have already been. We'll try. I'll look. I'm looking it up right now. All right, Melissa, what you got for us this morning? <laughs> oh, per your request. Sorry, I was just watching. I should have been paying attention. Um, I left my big ass bag of box lunch up here. because I found we will just do two of the five in the bag. I got two (laughs) new two new bells on my birthday shopping. So there is, so I've actually got this one, but her hood is down and it's got two different birds on it. So now I've got it with the hood up and it's red. And then the one with the mirror and it's got the beast face in the mirror. Oh, that is so So Beauty and the Beast is one or the other. Like I've got Harry Potter Fantastic Beast, Gears of War, Die Hard, Hocus Pocus, and then Beauty and the Beast. And then I've got Lilo and Stitch. And those are my main collections. Beauty and the Beast is my second largest. Now, 
Melissa, I see them on display behind you, but do you have them in like the additional plastic box display boxes? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I don't have the cases, like the plastic display cases, because that would just be too damn expensive. From my collection, it is. Are there any bells that you don't have? Um, I do not. There's a, like, I'm not big on the random spinoffs. So, like, the glitter ones, the diamond oh. ones, those are very hit and miss if I did like you, Did you see um, the Wreck-It Ralph bell? When they were in casual, like casual, um, have you guys seen Wreck It Ralph breaks the internet? Love Wreck Yes, Ralph. that's a great yeah. movie. So I think there's a pop that has um, because all the princesses remember um, Penelope Sweets. She really like talked to them, and they was like, "Oh, you can be calm. You don't have to be all this." And then they went like casual, and they had all these casual like pajamas yeah, like on. Party. Yeah. yeah, is there a pop for that for that version of Belle? I don't know. Okay. If there isn't, they're gonna make one because Funko is watching. And they're like, we can make the money back on that from Melissa alone. <laughs> Probably. I mean, let's not be kidding. And it's funny because I want to do like a cute like Taco Bell cosplay. I've seen it. But I want to do like a retro version where it's like a, an A-line dress, but tacos on the skirt, like actual tacos on the skirt. with the yellow I love dress. it. Yeah. That's love on my that. random cosplay wish list. So. Ivy, you got anything for us this morning? Well, as you guys know, I love my music and going to the gym, and I finally have new AirPods. So so my new AirPod Pros and a new case, it actually has a hook. Without the hook, I was dropping it like four or five times a day. Pretty sure that's why they weren't working. Um, But yeah, this is my new loot, and I'm excited. I can now find them and not... And hear you guys when you talk and you call me. (laughs) Um, Dave Mattingly says, I hadn't heard about Star Wars Love Letter. I will bring it with me to Imaginarium, Dave, and you can teach me how to play it because (laughs) I've not not gotten the hang of it. And uh, James Scott says, I want one, Drew. Captain America is my guy. And... James asks, how many pops does Melissa have, Melissa? I have over 200. I think I'm pushing 230 now. 230 pops. You can have, like, a whole display wall. Like, just one full. But that's the, like, that's the thing. Like, I've got, I don't have a lot of tchotchkes. I don't have, like, random signs. And so I've got Harry Potters in my office. And they're like, this is my decor throughout the different spaces of my house. That's kind of cute. That's kind of like that. how I am with Marvel Legends and Star Wars Black figures and some other like I you guys today if 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 the roads are clear enough, I'm going to run out and I'm going to get the the uh classic superheroes King Features Flash Gordon, Ming the Merciless and the Phantom from NECA. I'm so excited. Ooh, I've been saving up to get them. And there's a shop in town. They got them. Um, and Angel Love says, tacos. That's why we are friends, Izzy. <laughs> oh, look who just joined us. It's Eli Cash. 
Hey. Melissa, coming from a guy who's got a problem, you have a problem. No, she doesn't. <laughs> no, she no, doesn't. She does it. But yes, Eli, you do have a problem. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we got to get to our last segment. And this one I'm most excited about. Um, It is time for us to talk about what's on the tube. Because Saturday mornings, we eat our cereal, we dig the prize out of the box, and then we're sitting down to watch cartoons, if you're like me anyway. I know some people, they just jumped on their bikes and went out. But um, you know, while I'm eating the cereal, I'm watching what's on TV. And in 1980, there was a cartoon that I had forgotten about. Until I think, Drew, you reminded me of it. And that is Fang Face. <laughs> I'm gonna get him. And for those of you who aren't familiar, Fang Face is very derivative of Scooby Doo. It was created by Ruby Spears Animation, and it was created specifically in response to the popularity of Scooby Doo. It uses the same format. You have a gang of teenagers. You got Biff, Kim, Pugsy. Fangs, who is uh, Sherwin or Sherman Fangsworth, and then he transforms into Fangface the werewolf. But instead of the mystery machine, they ride around in this really cool, this fly, really cool speed buggy kind of car. And um, we watched the very first episode this week, A Heap of Trouble. Now, Drew. You're the one who reminded me of this show. When I was a kid, I loved this. And I even had this book that I got at the Scholastic Book Fair. Oh, I'd forgotten goodness. about this until I was started doing, you know, image searches. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I had that book. Um, so I loved this as a kid. But I want to know, did you, did, did you love it? Did it hold up? Your thoughts on Fang Face. So... Um, that whole Hannah Barbera kind of like vibe that they were going for, of course, is a trope nowadays. Um, Scooby Doo, um, they had another one called I think it's called Speed Buggy that actually the, the buggy was actually alive, That's and they right. had the same mm-hmm. thing. Um, uh, I forgot there was another one that they did the same darn thing, the Funky but Phantom, Funky Phantom, the, the Chan yes, Clan, yes. Oh, they had goodness. uh, Goober and the Ghost Hunters, mm-hmm. they had um. Oh, golly, there was a whole bunch of them. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids. But all all, all in all, I really loved this show. I started off with episode one and watched at least four or five more episodes. And it's very similar to Scooby-Doo. And I, I think everybody may know how I feel about Scooby-Doo. But I'm not going to downplay it right now. But I hate Scooby-Doo. I, I'll downplay it, whatever. But I really love this because it added the element of um of mysticism because when he turns into fang face it's not because of a full moon in the sky it's because usually of a picture they showed him this so, this killed me that that part killed me so yeah. I, i'm always so i'm like wait a picture so they show him a picture of us so how many and if you really watch closely it's different pictures each episode 
It's different pictures. So it's not the same picture every episode. So they draw, they had the idea to draw different moons and different <laughs> pictures of suns every episode. Um, I like the the first episode one um, when the the doctor turned into this monster and then he was kidnapping. Yeah, he was. I didn't understand that. It was like, I guess, a downplay version of the Hulk. Yeah. Um, so super, super downplay. Yeah, it was the great version of Hulk, <laughs> but no, no superpowers. It was just like he could pick things up. And then apparently, Fang Face has the strength to like pick him up, but he wants to eat Pugsley because he's a jerk to um, him when he's not Fang Face. There's a whole thing around this whole like, and then the, the I guess the. The voice actors were very similar to a lot of voice actors that were just roaming around during those times because Fang Face sounds very film- familiar to a lot of other Hannibal Barry cartoons. And uh, Pugsley is just like the bully, but he's a bully to him and then he wants to eat him. I, I just didn't get it. But I love the diversity they had in the actual show itself. It was a lot of like different people, a lot of different cultures, a lot of different um, uh, uh, different monsters and things like that so after five episodes i was still in love with this show i love this show when they change when he changed the fang face it's always fun to watch even though they use the same image obviously of him changing the fang face and uh there was the second episode it was like he got wrapped up by a snake so i'm like you're strong enough to pick up the heat but you're not strong enough to take a snake off you there's a lot of like inconsistencies I think, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think children would notice that nowadays but back when i was watching i'm like oh man this is so cool yeah and again i'm a i'm a werewolf stan so i love some good werewolves except for twilight but other than that it werewolves are my thing um but yeah this is really held up frame rate was horrible um <laughs> the the you could see tell the animation was reused um and the trope of him having to change via a picture was weird, but makes sense because you don't want to wait till a full. If, if they had to wait for a full moon, he wouldn't. He would change what maybe once out of the month or twice. Yeah, out of four the days. Month. Yeah, four, four days, days out of the month. So it makes sense. So um, yeah, it was interesting to watch. But the baby Fang face when they show how he changed the Fang face in the first episode. I want that tatted on my body somewhere. I just wanted it. Want it right now with the hat and everything. But yeah, no, it was. I think it was cute. It was super cute. I enjoyed it. Um, it, it definitely did give me Scooby Doo vibes. Did um, did the writers also make him possible? I think I was reading, <gasps> reading. Uh, Johnny, was that the article that you sent me? Um, I can't, you know, I can't, I, I can't remember at the moment. I don't remember any connection to Kim Possible. I mean, just Ruby's- the anim- just the animation, like some of the lining of it looked very like familiar, like just the lines along the characters. Um, it definitely did give me Scooby Doo vibes. Um, I love Scooby Doo. Sorry, Drew. That's we vibe with Spider Man, but we you don't vibe there. But still love you. Still love you. Um, but uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I felt like a kid again. And it, it just, um, thank you so much. Because it felt like you went into my brain and just took a, a chunk of, like, my childhood. Like, I obviously was born a little later. Uh, but I I watched it with my brother uh, a few times. My brother was really into it. And it was just like, wow, it was pretty cool. It was like, I couldn't remember what we had connect like connections from like cartoons and stuff because we all our main one is x-men 
like my brother is Wolverine. That's why I can't take I can't take Wolverine. My brother is Wolverine. But um uh and I'm and I'm Storm. Like we've always been the dynamic, you know, duo together. So I was just like, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe this is like taking a chunk of like my childhood that I didn't know was stored away. It just felt very it felt very comforting. I love that, Melissa. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so I watched I tried to watch it a couple I didn't I'm with Drew. I don't like Scooby Doo. I didn't like Scooby Doo as a kid. I don't like Scooby Doo now. And I'm just like, I love you, Johnny, but oh my God. But here's here's my problem. So what happened was, no. What happened? What was, happened? It was about yesterday that I remembered I'm supposed to watch it. And I caught dentist for about three minutes and I kept it on. I watched it as I could. But there were so many things that annoyed me. No, never mind that it's just like Scooby-Doo. But why would you hang out with people that will intentionally show you a picture, a picture, but really like a picture that are going to make you warp based on their command? That's right. Get better friends. The picture thing irritated the noise out of me. Like, I mean, this is the dumbest thing. Like, it just irritated me because I am hardcore fandom. I'm like, I want a full moon. I want it to be set on a calendar. You better take your potion or you're going to change kind of thing. I don't want to like, oh, here's a picture. Like, if I mooned you, would you change? Because it's still a picture of a moon. Here's a movie. Like, There's I episode. mean. I want to see that that version. I want to see that episode. That's, that's Those were the things that bothered me. But also, that monster. That monster. And I know, like, of the generation has the same stride as yep. every scary monster. I loved that part. It's like, this is like the bad guy that walks through the woods. And then you have like the seven people that are like running like crazy, but somehow this still catches up. That makes me giggle. I loved that part because it's very classic of scary monsters going to catch you regardless of his stride. That made me giggle. But that was about the only part that I didn't want to choke out completely. So <laughs> I let me just say, I loved this show as a kid. But as an adult... I felt like I wasted 21 minutes of my life. Um, there are things to love. There, there definitely are. I loved the homage to um, uh, the Bowery Boys. So Pugsy and Fangface, they are basically imitating their, their analogs of Leo Gorsi and Hunts Hall from the, the Bowery Boys. But I didn't find Pugsy likable at all he abuses both sherman and Fangface. that irritated the fire out of me and sherman it is this pitiful dimwit which you know i didn't like that and then the two most interesting the most interesting character kim we hardly see her at all i wanted to see more of her I'm like, She's like I the Daphne. She's like the Daphne of Kim is like, okay, we we know who this is. It's either we she figured out who it is, or she's giving you a clue, or she's talking like two minutes of preposition, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now I did love the vehicle, the uh, convertible roadster. That's that's pretty bad to the bone. Um, also, but, that's not look, a convertible because there's no top. 
It's just that's it. Well, yeah. no, that's what's in the trunk. It'll it, anyway. But <laughs> it, the the official wiki says it's a convertible. So who am I to argue? But uh, but look, Pugsy's sitting in the back seat with his hands full. He doesn't even want to be there. So what the what the heck? Why are you hanging out with people you don't want to hang out with? Investigating crimes and monsters that you don't want to investigate. I don't get that, but that's another story. Now, what I did like is that the monster was real. It wasn't some guy in a mask. You know, the threats on this show are real. They are supernatural. He really does become a werewolf. I like that. It's got that element of, so I was a teenage werewolf or teen wolf mixed with, uh, you know, Scooby-Doo and the Bowery Boys. I love all of those homages. Um, But I don't like that he turns when they show him a picture. I I want either the real full moon or a serum that he chooses to transform, and then it wears off. That that would be cool. But anyway, I would love to see this series rebooted. Yes. So the bad guy, right, he had to push a button to change back to the... Array. Yeah. 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 But he just walked in front of it to change into the monster. So if somebody else walks in front of it, will they change into a monster? Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. That yeah. was that was the whole premise. He he was gonna he was gonna I like know, make like, his old coworkers pay. When he when he when he was transforming, it's like, oh, there's more people to get. And then he just walks in front of it. So, yeah, he he, he all- his whole thing was he wanted to get even okay. with the other professors at the college for making fun of him. So know, he was he going to transform to everybody into monsters, mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense to me because if you transform everyone into superpowered monsters, then how does that help you? You've got superpowered monsters running around, destroying things, causing havoc. All of society descends into chaos and ruin. I mean, if everybody's a monster, then nobody's a monster, right? I guess, yeah. Ooh. So that's that's the you think you know someone until they step into a ray and they're a monster. That's fantastic. <laughs> so those are the things I liked. I, I I could not get into this again today. I wouldn't watch more episodes. Now I say that, and I'll probably take a deep dive down that rabbit hole over the next week. But I I was reminded how popular this series was, even though I had forgotten about it. I showed the Scholastic book from uh, the Scholastic Book Fair. There was also a story record <coughs> from Peter Pan Records. Ooh, I, might I loved I these might story that. records. Those were fantastic. There was a board game from Parker Brothers. Oh, wow. That I don't remember that is available on eBay. And, and of course, there was a Don Post Halloween costume. You guys... Does anyone remember the old vinyl jumpsuit costumes? Yeah. And the mask with the elastic band? Yeah, I remember the elastic band mask. But that looks like a it looks like a cheaper version of Taz. (laughs) Well, so that was that was one of the tropes, the Tasmanian devil, Mm -hmm. you know, in his transformation Mm -hmm. and you know, kind of the same body style and whatnot. But um anyway, Fang Face, uh, let's see what our viewers are saying about it um james scott says fang face fang fang face first were you trying to read talking. it <laughs> never made it to the uk it is available on youtube james that's where we all watched it 
Yes. Um, and Angel Love says, I don't remember Fang Face, but I used to love the Scholastic Book Fairs. Oh, my God. I could yeah. talk about I that. I still do. Yeah. Yeah. My Just best fan. friend's mom used to work for them. We used to get um, a lot of books, and we used to go around the community donating whatever was left. That's fantastic. That's pretty great. Yeah. That's pretty great. Um, and Eli Cash says, the stereotypical mad scientist. So, guys, bang face, thumbs up, thumb, thumbs down. I give it a thumbs up. I enjoyed it. Okay. I give it a thumbs up. All right. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it an in give it a, If you like Scooby-Doo, yay. If you like me, though, don't waste it. So, what is your thing against Scooby-Doo? I don't understand. Like, I, I, like what is it? Like, like what is it for I you? just don't like people that play dumb. And they all just seem to play dumb. I can see that. It's not fun to me. It's just not. It's just not fun to me. Yeah. It's not fun. It's just like after the first so, two episodes, you're like, okay, you guys are going to pretend that you don't know who it is, and then we're going to be like, oh, it's the waiter, and then every they pull the mask off, like whatever. But at least Fang Face was fun. It was like, okay, we have this, and the threats were real. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah. Definitely. Now, I saw that. I'm going to recommend, see, I was never a Scooby-Doo fan either until recently. My, my wife was obsessed with Scooby-Doo, so we started watching it together, and she converted me. Now, the latest movie, Scooby-Doo meets Courage the Cowardly Dog, Mm-mm. that was not very good. No. Um, I had a lot of problems with that, but I want to recommend anyone... Ah who is not familiar with Scooby-Doo, go do some research on the different fan theories about the characters, and you will take this deep dive into some pretty cool stuff. One of my favorites is that the stories are actually taking place in a uh, dystopian, post-apocalyptic kind of world, because everywhere they visit is a dilapidated, abandoned place, like an abandoned theme park that is mm-hmm. falling down and crumbling that wasn't a thing in the 70s in the 60s today it might be but you know there's a theory that you know they are living through some kind of apocalyptic future um there's a theory that all of the bad guys are actually cursed by a spirit that inhabits them that causes them to change personalities um there's all of these other great theories about the characters and um i recommend taking a look at that but uh it definitely the popularity of scooby-doo definitely spun off into all of these other franchises as hanna barbera ruby spears and even filmation were trying to figure out how to copy the formula and copy the success and that is why we got fang face <laughs> he likes it. He likes it. He loves it. I'm just trying to see how many berries he can get shoved in that cute little piece of his. I'm just like, he is not. He's like, yes, daddy gave me cereal. Mommy does it. Look, and he's, like, he's like glued yeah. to the screen. He's not even looking at the box. He's just looking at us hypnotically. See a shirt? I did see a shirt. Yeah, it's so That's cute. my ramen bowl is Grogo. <laughs> It's it so a num 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 on it. 
<laughs> oh my god, Johnny, you're matching with the baby. I just realized. Yes, that. yeah. <laughs> my Mandalorian onesie oh with Grogu on the on the front so in the pack. And yeah. I think it's a Grogu pop, actually. It looks like a Grogu pop. Yeah, it has the eyes. Yeah. And and I have a Boba Fett pop on the zipper. Oh. So I think he he loves it. He loves it. He just he just screamed. <laughs> That's like, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Believe it or not, we have come to the end of the hour. Actually, we, we come ten minutes over to the end. Of but we're getting better and better. But we can let go, everybody. This is so natural. You belong to me. I belong to you. Coming to a theater near you. Eli Cash gives Fang Face thumbs up. Very good, Eli. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Melissa, tell everybody where they can find you this week. What do you have going on? Mm, I've got a clubhouse room Tuesday morning. And other than that, find me on Hopeful Simplicity. All things are Hopeful Simplicity on Instagram, Facebook, website. Ivy. You guys can find me on Instagram right there. Healing with Ivy. Click the link at the bio and you can see everything that I'm up to. Your reels are phenomenal. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And Melissa, we need to have a conversation about letting Ivy take over some of our reels on Instagram because she is fire. You know, I'm for it. There you go. Conversation had. Take it over. I was actually thinking about something. Um, I think CBN is looking for other sh- podcast shows, wants to add people to the family. Maybe Healing with Ivy should uh, jump on the network. We can talk about that. We can talk about that. Drew versus the world. Drew, what do you got going on this week? So each and every week, um, you can listen to another episode of Drew vs. World on Mondays. Um, go to DrewVersusWorld.com. Also, um, we I there's a mobile app that just came out called Owl. A-O-W-W-L-L. I have been asked to be the brand ambassador for that new application. So go on Owl, O-W-W-L-L, on all app stores right now. And um, I'll put I'll send the offer code out, but just tell them that you're you know me, and you'll get a good seat. Excellent, 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 excellent. And um, you can find me at uh, johnpica.com and see all of the things, but especially be on the lookout for the brand new book, One Night at the Roxy, coming April 8th. Super excited about that. And I'm sure pre-orders will be up soon. Follow my uh, Facebook channel and Instagram and you can do all of that at johnpica.com and, and get all of the up-to-date news and whatnot. And tonight, guys, if uh, the weather holds out, I am finally going to get to see the Batman. We don't have time to talk about it, but Drew, did you see it? I'm seeing, I'm seeing it, it. On Monday. I'm seeing it Tuesday. <laughs> all right. So Wednesday night, um, if anyone is available... Um, I'm going to do a Wednesday Night Bites. 
And uh, Drew, Ivy, Melissa, if anyone wants to join me Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Central to talk about The Batman. <laughs> well, you don't, you know, it's not 8 a.m. in the morning. I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> I was trying to watch it closer to Wednesday so I have all the memories. Same, same here. Same and here. it will be a full spoiler episode. So Ooh. no holds barred. And Dee Barty is going to see it before then as well. So she'll be with us to talk awesome. about Batman. I would love to hear her yell about how she hates this movie. I, I would love yeah. <laughs> I just well, don't get well, it. It's well, a bad I'm... man. There was never a bat. There was never. <laughs> well, I'm I'm walking in a little skeptical because um, I, I, it's, I'm walking in a little skeptical because when I first saw the trailer in the beginning, I wasn't fully for it. But um, apparently it's like they're saying it's amazing. So I'm going I'm going with an open mind, but I I have my doubts. Yeah, I'm kind of with Ivy, but you can. What's that, Melissa? Ivy, you'll have to let me know because I'm just like. See, that's kind of how I am too. You and I kind of think alike. So, yeah. So so we will uh, we will talk about that this Wednesday night, (laughs) nine central and coming to Nashville, March 20th is the Nashville Comic-Con at the uh, Nashville Fairgrounds. You'll need to check that out. Um, I will be there. Back of the Cereal Box is going to be a special podcast guest at the uh, Nashville Comic-Con, March 20th. You can come out and see me and Barty. And the day before, March 19th, we, were, we are going to be live at Smokey's uh, Collectibles and Cards. So we're going to be live two days in a row in the same place. I don't know if the internet can handle it. I don't know if they're ready. It's going to be think, pretty epic. I think we're coming. I think we're there's so much coming 2022. That's, that's next weekend. Mm-hmm. So um, Nashville close. Comic-Con, March 20th. All right, guys. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you for being with us once again. Oh, I love that smile. Melissa, do that again. That that's like the that second grade school picture smile when you're in a bad mood because your mom put you in the uh, outfit that you hate. They say smile for the camera. We should we should put our most embarrassing photos when we were kids. You know what? Let's send them to Ivy. She can create a reel. That's gonna be hard now for me. Come on. No, we'll I do one, on like it. my ex has one of me eating. It's like uh No, 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 but it's kids. Kids no kids pictures. Like bad kids. elementary school. Yeah. Call your mama. <laughs> She's like, nah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna sign off. Thank you for everyone who was joining us. Uh before we go, I do wanna just uh Give a heads up and a shout out to our partner, Comic Books. Comic Books for Kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U.S. It's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference, and while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero, battle dragons, or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. 
Every month, we add more. Visit cb4k.org. And, of course, if you want to support the program and um, help us do all of the things so that we can produce content for you, back, uh, buymeacoffee.com slash CerealBoxPod. It is much appreciated. We love you guys. And uh, if you like the show, tell two, 300 of your closest friends and family to come share the fun. And until the next time, we love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the flip side. Bye.